You're tuning into the Active Mom Podcast with physical therapist, Dr. Carrie Pagliano, a real mom's guide to all things postpartum return to workouts after baby. If you're a postpartum mom, coach, trainer, or physical therapist looking for answers on how to get back to running, CrossFit, yoga, Pilates, HIIT, you name it without the fear of pelvic floor issues or doing something wrong, this is the podcast for you. Let's start the show. All right, we are with Joe Norton, who is a friend and former colleague of mine. Um, Joe, thanks for joining us. His background is a ton of running um, and a long distance runner pretty much your whole life, right? Since high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so Joe and I used to work together at uh, Georgetown University Hospital, um, and now he started his own practice. And I wanted to bring Joe on, um, and we've chatted before, Joe is like expert of all things running. So we're going to talk a little bit of gear, um, a little bit about postpartum return to run injuries, things to watch out for. And then Joe has a unique perspective. Um, his son, Charlie, is how old now? Uh, Charlie is a year in three quarters. A year and three quarters. So we're getting there. Um, and so we're going to chat a little bit about as a dad, how do you help moms get back to kind of return to running and workouts? And and especially when you're trying to get in your mileage too. So, <laughs> all right. So let's just dive right in. Um, one of the first things I think moms do is we think we can just jump into our old shoes and our old uh, attire and make everything work. And lots of times our feet are bigger. Um, they're not only wider, but they're just bigger. And so um, I think it's so hard when you're used to running in the same shoe for so long. Like, how do you figure out where to start um, as far as finding a new shoe? Right. Um, and where you want to start is just going to a running specialty store. And these folks there, they know everything about the shoe from the uh, what the material's made out of, what it's for, the longevity of the shoe. So they'll be able to tell you, like, if you have a shoe that you've used in the past, you really liked it, they'll let you know, like, all right, that shoe's only good for 500 miles. It's time to get a new one. Um, and that's one of the, the major things is when you do go to the store, they'll be able to also guide you to finding many different shoes. Um, as uh, running uh, medicine has evolved, evolved, we've learned that less and less of an emphasis should be placed on a, a shoe type or a movement type and more and more emphasis should be based off of comfort within the shoe. Uh, And that comfort spans from like your first feel of getting into the shoe, but also how it feels with running. When you're running, it should feel natural and and, and efficient. So we're done with like, I'm pronated or I'm supinated or I'm neutral, we're we're done with all that now? Uh, We'll probably never be done with it. Um, (laughs) There's pretty like substantial evidence uh, to counteract the whole, you have a low arch, so you need a motion control shoe. Yeah. Um, And there's like military prospective studies with like the best best ones out there. Many thousands of people have shown there's no change in injury rates based off of foot type or foot uh, shoe. Okay, so I'm just looking for a comfy shoe. Um, Now, I, I know even a couple years ago, like, I, I feel like the fads keep changing. Like we were all barefoot for a while. And now what is it? The Hoka Ona is like the, the coolest shoe on the block. And I tried one. I would totally land on my face. Like I would just like the, the lift on it is pretty, pretty incredible. But it was, it was like running on clouds. I will admit that. Um, what's, what's the deal with that? Which does it matter? Uh, it matters a little bit, but not probably not too, too much. Uh, okay. The biggest 
thing that is needs to be stressed is like changing footwear from like a normal size sole to a minimal to no shoe. That's okay. where the, the challenge comes into play, where as you do reduce that shoe type, and if you are a someone that lands on their heels, then you need to be aware that that is going to change where the stress goes. So it might go more to the foot or the Achilles. And therefore, you need to prepare the body for that. Either you prepare it through just slowly, gradually um, adding in the time with the new shoes, or you prepare it through um, resistance training. Got it. And just to clarify too, because these are all questions I hear out there. Um, are we are we saying that like heel strike is bad again, or we all need to forefoot strike, or can we just run the way we're running? If you are uninjured and you have no issues, I want you to run the way you're running. All right. <laughs> we'll change it, right? <laughs> uh, and that's where, where people get in trouble. So yeah, yeah. if it's not broke, don't fix it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were talking about the heel and the Achilles, um, and, and you have a very long relationship with your Achilles, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> when, when did you, you injured your... I in, actually just, it was a ligament sprain in my ankle that um, just kind of went on and on eventually needed some, some extra intervention. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember because you were training for Boston at that point. Right. And all mm -hmm. that stuff happened. Oh, that's no yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, so kind of that part of the body, it's, it's the strangest thing. Um, so many women, when they t return back to running postpartum have these common complaints like their knees or their hips or their calves or what are um, kind of the most common return to run injuries you see in women that are trying to get back, whether it's right after they've had a baby or if they've waited a while, kids are in school, can finally run again. Like what kinds of things generally do you see? Right, the, the, the second uh, person you described is the most common one I see is maybe the, the baby happened a few years ago and now they're finally able to spend the time on themselves to be more active. Um, yeah. In that group, I will more often see lower extremity issues like uh, knee issues and or like a hip groin issue. Um, the the newer moms, so like within like one to two years, more often than not, I'm seeing them for like the traditional SI back type area pain. Yeah. And and what are the things that they need the most for that? Like what are they missing? Uh, for most of these folks, it's there is like a commonality where it's you do need to improve the awareness or the strength of the hip musculature, uh, yeah. the front, the back, the side muscles, they all just need to get stronger and starting to diminish um, some of the common mechanisms we see with injuries. So that's like the common like pelvic drop when you're standing mm -hmm. like it drops to the other side, as well as that knee coming in more of the, the knock knee to approach or uh, thing you'll see with runners. Yeah, that one I think is probably what I see the most when I'm doing looking at videos for moms because our pelvis is basically it starts here and then it goes here and then it's kind of back here and then runners are so good at strengthening, right? <laughs> and and we just want to run, right? <laughs> so so leading question there. So what what are the, what, what's down and dirty? What are the things in general that would help moms prevent injuries? Like we're finally able to run, somebody's looking after the kids or we've got them in the stroller. What can we do to make sure that we don't get injured? Yeah, absolutely. And um, just kind of piggybacking off of like what you just mentioned, we know that if you do strength train, 
uh, you will improve your tissue quality much faster than if you just go running alone. Um, and interestingly, this is looked at like an Achilles tendon where nine weeks of training was equivalent of uh, nine weeks of strength training was equivalent to like nine months of running training. Wow. The tendon so it, it really is a time saver technically. <laughs> Literally, it will save you time with your, your health and your wellness and you'll get faster. <laughs> yeah, I, I I actually really, I mean, full disclosure, like I, I've done strengthening off and on, not like legit hardcore regular sorts of things, only until like four years ago when I started doing CrossFit. And now like I'm not in the gym, but I'm in my driveway and I'm really having to restart again because I was not feeling as strong or as fast or as healthy running without that strengthening piece. And so it's just, it's one of those things. Sometimes you got to learn the hard way. <laughs> but hopefully not. Um, anything else that, that besides strengthening that, that mom should really just not ignore? Yeah. Um, definitely don't ignore having a plan. Um, so yes. just, as the new dad, <laughs> right, yeah. having a plan is so important for runners. Um, just with gyms and everything closing due to COVID and, and social distancing, I'm seeing more and more people that just started running for the first time. Yes. And it's basically, there's like, well, I can't go to the gym. So I'm going to fill this time running. So they went from running maybe 10 miles a week, if that up to 30, 40, sometimes 50 plus miles. Wow. And uh, just having the conversation with them that that was likely too much on their body too soon. Yes. Time it in it's sometimes the light bulb moment other times it just takes a little bit more you know slowly wearing them down to to see my side of things gotcha. <laughs> right exactly learn don't learn the hard way on this one just trust right. us mm -hmm. gotcha all right and for you um you know i i've known your wife pam since before she was in pt school um i've actually known you since you were a pt student so i feel like i've, I've watched you all grow up so fast <laughs> What um, kind of what have you learned um, as a dad and as a runner? And, you know, how do you support um, Pam trying to work out and do the things that she wants to do? And I know she's a bit of a runner as well. Like what, what are the things that are great tips for dads to be able to support moms? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and this also kind of goes with the last thing I mentioned, having a plan. Uh, Pam is such that she lets me know what she wants to do. And um and she, she'll, she'll work with me to, to be able to do a nice balance. But she basically told me flat out, Joe, I want to work out these evenings during the week. I would like you to stay home with Charlie. And I was like, sure. Um, so as a result, I changed my, my running schedule. I was always an evening runner. I changed the mornings to adapt for, for that. Um, and then those evenings, I stayed with Charlie. And this is like early on, so like for yeah. two to three months. And at that point, I had not spent any time alone with him. So the other thing is, other than having a plan, have some expectations and contingencies. So um, yes, all good stuff. <laughs> there, there was literally like three or four times where Pam went to the gym. Twenty minutes later, I'd be on the phone, and be like, "I can't get him to stop crying. I need you to come home." And she was patient with me, so she came home, and then we slowly worked towards making me a, a more comfortable dad. Where she said, "All right, these are the things you need to try. Try these three right. things. If these aren't going well, then you can call me." So yeah. sure, after you know two to three weeks of me doing this, I got more proficient at it, and 
she was able to enjoy her exercise. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's one of the hardest things and, and the, the most common things I actually hear too is, is moms not doing this because they have the mom guilt and thinking, oh, well, um, you know, it's really hard to, to, to leave the baby home with my husband or my partner. Like, it, it, I'll, I'll just stay home. I'll just handle that. And, and that just kind of goes on and on and on. And you, you really, I mean, I'm sure Pam's a lot happier and I'm sure you're happier that she's happier if everybody's getting their exercise. Um, it's just better for everybody, especially right now when, you know, having physical activity is so important for stress and so on. Um, take care of yourself so you can take care of others. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and if you guys want to find Joe, Joe is on Instagram at Joe Norton PT. And then your website is also Joe Norton PT, right? Yep, keep very simple and easy. <laughs> I love the streamlined branding. Um, and I, 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 I'm, it's been so fun watching Charlie grow up and, and watching you guys kind of um, find your way in parenting and also to, to watch you grow your practice. Um, it's been really awesome to see. So thanks so much for always hop on in, hop, hopping on when I need you <laughs> as far as like running questions for all the orthopedic stuff. And uh, I'm sure we'll see you again. So thanks so much. Pleasure. Thanks for having me, Karen. Did you enjoy the podcast? If so, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and tell a friend to do the same. Are you a postpartum mom or postpartum pro wanting to know more about getting back to running after baby? Check out all my free goodies on carriepagliano.com. This podcast represents the opinions of Dr. Carrie Pagliano and her guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical advice and is for entertainment purposes only. Always consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions.